Welcome to the Digestible Dynamics Podcast, a podcast for the innovators from the experts. We know that you're busier than ever, and the last thing you need as a business applications innovator is a lengthy, drawn-out podcast where you walk away with the possibility of learning something new. Well, that's how the Digestible Dynamics Podcast is different. Each episode will contain one digestible tidbit about Dynamics 365 that you can immediately apply to your business. With the combined experience of three decades in the business application space, Dr. KJ and I understand that the power of technology is not about the features and functions, but rather the value it can bring to your business to help you transform and drive growth. That's why we'll focus on the most useful things that you need to know about the Dynamics 365 platform. Welcome, everybody, to the Digestible Dynamics podcast. Today, we are so excited to have Howard Honadel from MCA Connect to talk about Dynamics 365 for manufacturing. So, Howard, welcome. Thank you. Great to be here. Love it. Absolutely. We're going to have some fun today. And the first thing I want to ask you is, what are the top digital transformation obstacles customers are facing in the manufacturing industry? Excellent question. There are many. So let's kind of back up maybe and talk a little bit about uh, what people have been doing since the pandemic. You know, the pandemic, everybody is aware, was huge disruption in terms of manufacturers. There were a lot of manufacturers that were in a just-in-time mode that said, oh my gosh, this isn't working ordered a bunch of material, then there was excess stock that was at a number of customers. So it was very reactionary to what was going on, uh, which really was as bad as it could have gotten the supply chain. And I think the positive effect of that was that really created some visibility and focus on an area that's probably been underserved, an area that has always been a race to the bottom of getting cheap prices from vendors, more than getting uh, schedules and getting maybe the appropriate product at the right time. And so as people have looked at, how am I gonna be able to do this? You know, we've heard conversations like we need a supply chain tower, a supply chain control tower. And I think of all of the various industries and customers out there, manufacturers probably have the most complex supply chain issues as they're trying to build things with raw materials and they're scheduling that with everything that's going on in the plant not just locally, but globally for the business. And so the amount of complexity that happens in the supply chain or the whiplash effect when something goes wrong can be quite considerable and has really made it a challenge for businesses to deal with the rapid change that's been coming down the pipe and it's going to continue. So what we hear a lot of people say, and you've heard these terms before, is I need a digital twin. Well, what does that mean? You know, that means I want to have a digital representation of my supply chain so that I can analyze the data and understand kind of what's happening and make a lot better decisions. And kind of where everybody wants to go is to this cognitive place where the system is automating a lot of the functions, a lot of the day-to-day functions, and putting higher decisions to the people that can really have a big impact on what it is that you're manufacturing and, and getting product out to customers at the right time. But that's a very kind of high-level place to go, right? And that requires a lot of foundation work to have the right data, just garbage in, garbage out, that the system can actually use and optimize. And, you know, there's a number of things that you have to do to your business to get it ready to do that. So if you're going to be able to swap out partners and different things, then you have to enable plants in a way so that they're very flexible and that they can swap out 
things easily across all the different plants globally. And I would say that that foundation step is a step that is really necessary in order to get to that higher level machine learning, uh, artificial intelligence. Let's serve up the cognitive decision making and and really help optimizing the supply chain and the manufacturing process. So that that was a lot. Let me uh, stop and. <laughs> And asked, did I answer the question that you guys were asking? Yeah, you definitely answered the question. I think a good follow-up is you, you talked about the digital twin. You talked about legacy systems with, with these customers. How are, how are they taking that outside of, you know, having that digital twin there and going in and, and streamlining their processes? But how are they implementing that, you know, and what, mm-hmm. what kind of value is that truly bringing? Like, you know, speeding up the the manufacturing process, the the time to market process. What what does that mm-hmm. look like? Yeah, I mean, one of the big problems is there is a tremendous amount of back orders right now um, because of the problems with supply chain. People have not been able to fulfill orders, mm-hmm. and that then just has a ripple effect. You know, then customers aren't getting the product when they expect it, and you know, it goes on and on and on. So. Really, companies start by thinking about themselves and their needs. And then with their vendors, they start trying to schedule things with their vendors in kind of a collaborative way, right? So that's kind of one, two. Then what happens is they actually start proactively planning with that vendor. So let's actually bring them in our planning cycle so that we're actually working together a lot better. And then finally, we get to that place that we keep talking about, that cognitive place, where now the system can start actually doing that for us and only serving up big decisions that we have to make maybe between vendors and suppliers. So the value is that this really enables you to deal with a lot of different changes in a lot of different areas. And there's there's kind of four basic areas that people always focus on. You hear about agility, right? What does agility mean? Well, that means you can change out key components with minimal delay or impact. Components like partners, processes, maybe goals or facilities that you're trying to use. You can swap to other ones. Your customers don't really notice the impact. Resilience, there's another word that we hear. Everybody's throwing around resilience. Well, that's your supply chain's ability to handle these unknown and unplanned events, no matter how long and how often they occur. The third one is reliability. That's kind of the old quality is job one. You know, we have to be reliable. And so there's commitments on cost, quality, timeliness, all those things have to happen. And and fourthly, it's how responsive are you to these changes that are happening? So if it takes you three years, <laughs> you're probably out of business, right? So you have to be able to stage all those things together to really provide that value of how effective is this business at, at managing its supply chain. And those are all the things that you bring together in that control tower that affect your manufacturing operations. So what we end up seeing a lot of times is people that implement an ERP, they put in dynamics, and they have that first kind of ability to start capturing this data and digitizing what's happening in their business. But they find there's a lot of things that they still do on spreadsheets. You know, I keep track of OEE or other measurements in the warehouse, well, those all have an effect on the production schedule, on the suppliers, all of that has to be integrated together. 
And that's really what we're talking about with this overall visibility and being able to do all these things. You know, we constantly hear buzzwords, but at the end of the day, it means making the right stuff at the right time and getting it to the customer when you promised you're going to get it to the customer. It's really simple. But in order to do that, it just gets so complex that if you don't have that, that digital model and allow you to easily see the impact of decisions, so you want to have some ability to actually do what-if planning and what-if scenarios, now you're starting to really manage the business. You're not just trying to fulfill orders, which we said is a problem. You're managing the whole cycle of everything that's happening. And that's really the power of transforming to you know, this digital twin and, and this control tower idea and really optimizing manufacturing for industry 4.0. Ooh, I love that. That, that was, uh, that the reaction I have is because you hit a lot, you said a lot of great things that got me really excited, especially being a technologist at heart. Uh, Howard, when we talk about the manufacturing industry, what I'm hearing are a couple of things. One of the things that you mentioned is the pandemic was a disruptor in a lot of different ways. One of the ways is, oh, we need to do something and transform digitally. And I see that as almost like stage one. And then stage two, Mm -hmm. moving from the reactive to the proactive, to getting to those cognitive services. Am I understanding that correctly? That's absolutely correct. And, you know, what is unfortunate is most companies are still trying to get their handle on the data. They don't even have a good idea of what's in their data and what it's telling them. They're just so busy trying to get orders and getting stuff built. You know, they aren't focused on those areas, which can really take the business to the next level. You know, examining, you hear that today. You hear people talking about data. Hey, there's this this gold mine in data. And, you know, as a company, we've built certain data models and warehouses, and we're trying to get dynamics data a lot more accessible and giving people the kinds of views of that data and the understanding of the data to get the insights into the business, right? Because that's the huge impact is we're trying to really move forward on the business and not just kind of look at little pieces that we're trying to accomplish, but overall making right. sure the business is successful. I got a quick one. So you, you mentioned the yep. views to the business, right? And also to yes. the manufacturers themselves. How are you doing that, you know, with MCA Connect, right? That's, that's where you work. That's what you do, you know, for a living. Yep. How are you helping those customers do that? Yeah, there's a number of different ways. I would say the quickest way is we're trying to help companies schedule a lot quicker than they've maybe traditionally scheduled. When you talk about an SNOP cycle, so the sales and operations planning, which is really the engine of the business, the planning and the execution of that, which is where all this control tower and all this digitation leads us to, right? A lot better way of managing our business overall um, with this engine of SNOP. We we end up helping our customers formalize that process and then accelerate it. So instead of taking a week and having a production plan that runs over a week, let's cut that down to a day. And now once we have a production plan that's set for a day, let's talk about half days or let's talk about a couple hour timeframes. You know, we did that with one of the biggest electronics manufacturers out there and we allowed them to increase their capacity and reliance, uh, you know, by like 60%, and the reliance on IT was down by 40%. I mean, these are not little gains. These are huge gains to the business and have a, a huge impact on how they manufacture and how quickly they can get those orders out the door. 
you know, and that's something we've seen that's kind of the result of all that supply chain problems now is that all these manufacturers have a ton of order backlog and they still can't get these orders built and shipped right. on time, right? So, so we're helping them accelerate that. Some of that is visibility into the shop floor and understanding that. Some of that is visibility into partner systems. So we aren't relying on people just telling us when an order is going to show up. We actually have the system that's aware of the manufacturing process at our vendor, and we're signaling through IoT or some other mechanism to let us know how things are really progressing as opposed to someone entering it in a portal, which, you know, be a lot of mistakes in that type of a process. So by tightening all of that together and using technology the right way, it's really benefiting what companies can do allowing them maybe to completely shut down a certain facility or move operations across the globe if there's tariffs or something that happens, you know, political wise. So again, when we talk about what needs to happen in today's world, it's a very complex uh, (laughs) set of of variables out there, including a lot of political variables, you know, which- Yeah, stuff mm -hmm, we can't control. Stuff you can't control. And as a technologist, you typically don't consider. Well, now you have to consider these things. And what's great is with AI and ML, there are some tools now that can take some of that kind of information into consideration. So when I'm doing my planning and forecasting, my demand plan for the production components I'm going to run, now we can have some ML, you know, that's looking at politics and and calculating that into the forecast. I mean, it's really amazing because we are getting at that next level of actually technology helping us sort through these kind of really complicated business problems. And they're just having an amazing impact on the business outcomes. And, you know, that's really what we're trying to do, help businesses run better. And, uh, you know, technology is just an enabler. So by focusing on what we do for the business, then you know, that technology really helps solve all those problems if you understand how that technology can benefit the the users and the outcomes in the business directly. Hey, Kevin, before you say this, I just want to say Digestible Dynamics listeners, wow. Like, Howard, amazing, amazing. The, the intelligence, the knowledge here, and basically what you're saying is from idea to planning to implementation to execution means ROI for your business. Totally love it. Love it. Yep. Now, Howard, I, I'm noticing a theme here. You talked about the pandemic being a disruptor, and in a way, technology is an enabler, but also a disruptor because you're kind of changing the processes. And also, MCA Connect is a disruptor into a manufacturing business because you're trying to tell them, hey, this is how it can be done better. I know you've got experience the last 50 years. It's worked. You've had sustained growth, but there's a new variable and you kind of have to disrupt it in a good way. So I see that kind of common theme across the manufacturing space. So my long-winded question is, why do you think it's taking manufacturing so long to kind of adopt that digital transformation? I think, you know, there's some traditions in manufacturing. Uh, If we look, for example, at the automotive industry, where really whole lean manufacturing came out of there was a tradition that said, we don't need technology to do this. And it was really to focus on the operations, focus on what matters to the business and don't get distracted by technology. In today's world, 
even in lean, we want technology and we can have a significant benefit by utilizing technology. But there's kind of this history where it's like, hey, we build things, you know, you talk to a guitar manufacturer, their specialty is that they manufacture beautiful guitars. They don't need help with the business side and the technology, you know, they're, they're master guitar manufacturers. And, and I think some of those things have kind of kept technology off the radar because they felt that it didn't maybe apply to manufacturing like it did in other areas of the business. And I think there was a sensitivity there that we had to understand what manufacturers were dealing with. I mean, these are roll up your sleeves, get some physical work done type of facilities. And you have to approach them in a way that they understand, you know, uh, somebody right. had an article that uh, something that said like manufacturers are from Mars and software vendors are from Venus because <laughs> they, like they come in and start talking all this high grade technology stuff. And a lot of manufacturers have tried point solutions, but because they didn't really understand the, the software vendor didn't quite understand the manufacturing industry. The industry didn't quite adopt it, and then it gets put on a shelf, and then they say, see, it proves my point. Technology doesn't work. It doesn't help us. Well, the reality is it does help in a big, significant way, but you got to apply it judiciously, you know, and you have to understand the audience and, and how to take them along that journey, you know, the worker adoption piece, so that they see it as a huge benefit to what they're doing. And there hasn't been enough time that's been spent on the human element and how the types of people that work in manufacturing and how those things have traditionally been run in a very lean and mean way that made it very difficult to introduce, you know, technology Venus into that Mars. So a lot of what we do is we cut down those walls. You know, we focus on manufacturing the business. We don't talk about all the technology. We talk about how you enable you know, the right business outcomes with, with that technology. And, and that's really the difference that manufacturers want to hear. And because, again, because of what's happened in the disruptions, they realize there hasn't been the focus in manufacturing, you know, safety stock was set up in spreadsheets and, you know, safety stock is again, something we can apply machine learning and artificial intelligence. And so there's a lot that we can do to handle the types of events and things using technology. And now, you know, there's been a big change in manufacturers realizing, hey, it's time, you know, this is what the whole industry 4.0 manufacturing movement is about. But that's kind of some of the history of why it took a little bit longer to gain traction in manufacturing. And really the right way to do it is really by speaking the language of manufacturing. No, well, we, Totally understand that, right? It, it's definitely a tough task to to get somebody to move from what they've been doing for a very, very long time to trying something brand new, not proven to them, but proven around the world um, just to get them to buy off. But Howard, we truly, truly appreciate you jumping on, dropping some of these nuggets for our Digestible Dynamics listeners. And we look forward to having you on in the future so you can continue to drop those nuggets to our listeners. So MCA Connect is very, very lucky to have you. And uh, again, we thank you very, very much. Absolutely. It was great. I love talking about this stuff. <laughs> so uh, anytime you guys want to have me back, I would love to join you guys and, and further the conversation. Thank you for tuning in to Digestible Dynamics Podcast, a show for you, the innovators, with content directly from the experts. 
while we only cover one tidbit of Dynamics 365 per episode. If you want to learn more, head over to our LinkedIn page by searching for Digestible Dynamics on LinkedIn so that we can guide you to the right resource to help you maximize your Dynamics 365 experience. If you have any other questions, email your host, KJ and KG at digestibledynamics at microsoft.com. Until next time, folks.